NFL fans and welcome to a special edition of Monday Morning Huddle. I am your host Dave Holcomb. I say it is a special edition as it is not Monday. Uh, Many of our listeners probably don't listen on Monday morning anyway, but the name of our show Monday Morning Huddle is coming at you with a new episode on Wednesday morning in uh, uh, light of the upcoming NFL season which is upon us starting today. So um, to avoid you know, confusing our listeners calling the show Monday Morning Huddle coming out on Wednesday, I guess this week we'll call the show Morning Huddle. Um, but it is Wednesday. Uh, it is the start of a new NFL season. The 2012 season will be underway tonight with the New York Giants starting to defend their Super Bowl title from last year. And the, what a way to do it to start off against the arch-rival Dallas Cowboys. So we're going to have a little bit different setup to our show today. Um, we're going to have the opening segment. I'm going to feature five games that I say are uh, must-watch watches this week. Um, of course, if you have time to watch five games, but they're, they are pretty spread out, so uh, you, you might <laughs> have time to watch five games. Then going to the second part of our show, we're going to, or I'm going to, predict uh, across the board, who is going to win which division? I'm not going to get too in depth with my playoff predictions, but I will tell you who I think is going to go far into the playoffs. I'm going to predict all the division winners and the wild cards, and then um, you guys can save this to your computer or something, and then make fun of me in about oh three or four months for how bad my predictions were. Although you might not even have to wait three or four months, you might only have to wait maybe a month or a month and a half. Um, for my predictions to be way off. But anyway, it's fun to predict anyway, and I'm going to throw in my uh, my picks for this coming season. And then uh, to close out our show, I'm going to still go with the fourth and long segment where we'll have three statements, and I will tell you if I'm punting or grunting. But to start off, <clears throat> the five non-missed games uh, of week one, of course, Normally, on, on, a, on a normal week, you can only watch four games or four full games without record without a recording device. Of course, you could always tape all the games, I guess, if you have DirecTV somehow and, and watch them all later. That would be incredible. But anyway, uh, without further ado, I'm going to get into my five games that, are, uh, that you should watch if you're an NFL fan this week. Of course, I'm going to start off with the game that is tonight, uh, today, the... Uh, is Wednesday. Of course, you could be listening to this after Wednesday, but uh, the first game of the 2012 season, the New York Giants starting their defending champ uh, run, uh, their their title defense against the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, the Dallas Cowboys come into this game with a bunch of question marks, um, and they are out to prove this year that they can be a Super Bowl contender and, and ultimately win that Super Bowl. The the Cowboys have won only one playoff game since that those dynasty years of the mid-90s. That one playoff game came against the Philadelphia Eagles in 2009, and that Dallas team was really good, uh, but fell short the following week against the Minnesota Vikings, who were a very good team as well, um, who eventually fell to another very good team. But anyway, um, the, the Cowboys have a lot to prove this year, 
and they have a lot of talent on their roster, but it's always been a question of can they put it together? Can they bring all those pieces, those loose end pieces? Uh, they, they've got their head coach now and Jason Garrett. Uh, before, a lot of people were doubting whether Wade Phillips could do it. Wade Phillips isn't there anymore. This is Jason Garrett's team. He's now had a whole year under his belt after taking over as interim head coach in 2010. It's time for Jason Garrett and Tony Romo to shine together. Those are the two um, keystones in this organization right now, as everybody else seems to be coming and going. You know, there's been an in- injuries to guys like Jason Witten, who's been a key point um, for years on the Cowboys. Young players like Des Bryant and Maurice Claiborne are are struggling to find roles, or at least in Bryant's case, he, he's struggling off the field. Claiborne um, doesn't look like he's going to have as big of an impact as they originally thought after trading up for him sixth overall to pick him sixth overall trading up in the in the draft in April so the Cowboys have those question marks and of course always the offensive line can they block Tony Roma can they give him enough time to find his weapons downfield on the flip side we're talking all about the Dallas Cowboys the New York Giants really come in as not, I don't want to say they're underdogs in this game or underdogs for the season, but again, everybody's overlooking them because they were 9-7, and seven, because they barely snuck into the playoffs, because Tim Tebow and Mark Sanchez are now in New York, to be quite honest. Eli Manning is the third talked-about quarterback in his own city. And how ridiculous that is that he's a two-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Super Bowl MVP. And he is talked about less than Tim Tebow and Mark Sanchez. So, But that's all going to work in the Giants' favor. The Giants don't want to have that pressure. I'm sure Tom Coughlin doesn't want that pressure. Um, he'd rather have his guys think that they're not as good or at least have, have his guys have a chip on their shoulder. The Giants play better, and most teams, to be honest, play better with a chip on their shoulder. And that's something that the Giants can take into this season. A lot of people are not predicting them to make the playoffs, to be honest, myself included. But I would not be surprised if the Giants can win this division. It's a very tough division. Dallas should be there. Philadelphia should be there. New York is going to be there, though. And um, one key player that is going to be important for them down the stretch is David Wilson, the rookie from Virginia Tech, the running back. They didn't have a real strong running game last year with Bradshaw and of uh, Ahmad Bradshaw and of course Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs is now gone. Wilson is supposed to be that second guy, and of course they still have Eli Manning throwing the ball to guys like Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix. So, in, in this game, I got the Giants. I, it's been a long time since um, a Super Bowl team from the year, the year prior had lost its first game especially in that first game is on the public stage is, is on a Wednesday night the first time it's on a Wednesday night but for many years now the Super Bowl champion has played on Thursday night at home they they lower the banner or, or higher the banner whatever they do uh, put up the Super Bowl banner and um, it's going to be a great night at uh, the Meadowlands and um, the Giants will feed off that emotion and they're going to get that W. The second uh, game that you should look out for or watch if it's on your television is a game that not a lot of people have been talking about, at least in my opinion. I, don't, I haven't really heard that much about it. Is San, Fran- San Francisco is going to visit Green Bay week one, and many people thought this was going to be 
the NFC Championship that we saw. Of course, the Giants kind of spoiled that last year by going into Lambeau and, and defeating Green Bay. But this is the matchup everybody wanted to see. The number one defense, at least the number one in the NFC, a top defense in the league, at least top three, against the top offense, at least the top offense in the NFC, probably top two or top three in the, in the whole league. And you're going to see Aaron Rodgers against that great defense from the San Francisco 49ers. But I have had a lot of a lot of doubts about San Francisco and their ability to repeat what they did last year. You know, they went 13 and three. They had a stellar season. Uh, Jim Harbaugh did a fantastic job. Alex Smith looked so much better that all the pieces finally came together for a team that. Many people were predicting to win that weak division out west for for a couple years now. Finally, they were able to do it and put together a, um, a great season that fell just short of the Super Bowl. A couple special teams airs, and they would have been in that game. But I, I just don't see San Francisco repeating that same success. I think they'll win the division, but I wouldn't be surprised if they only win 10, 11, maybe even 9 games. I think that'll be good enough to win the NFC West and get into the playoffs. But they're going to have a tougher schedule this year. Um, the, the the rest of the division, quite frankly, is going to be better. Seattle's going to be better. Um, Arizona, they have quarterback issues, but they should be better. Jeff Fisher's going to get St. Louis a little better. They're still not going to be too good, but San Francisco is going to have a harder time this year. But anyway, uh, I didn't want it to be a, a season prediction, but just looking at it in this game, um, Green Bay on the other side, they've got a lot to prove. They, they were a team that was the Super Bowl champs, that they 15-1, quite frankly, should have repeated uh, and fell short in the playoffs because they lacked a, a running game. They lacked a running back, and they didn't bring back starter Ryan Grant. They're going to go with James Starks, and um, second-year man Alex Green, who played very little last year because of a, a season-ending injury. So those are the guys that they think can carry that running game, make them a better, more balanced offense. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And that defense, that defense has to play better. I know some of the stats are going to be skewed because they were ahead, ahead in a lot of games, so they didn't have to play hard defense. But... When they play a team like San Francisco, they're going to have to play good defense because their offense is not going to be able to move the ball up and down the field against a team like the 49ers. Saying that, what I see happening this week at 4 o'clock, or I guess 425 when the news starts um, on Sundays, uh, the, the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game. I, I think being in Lambeau is going to be a huge advantage for them. Um and Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and, and do what he does. And um, Alex Smith, I think, will struggle a little bit. And um, that, that San Francisco 49er defense, I really don't see them being as dominant as they were last year. I think they caught lightning in a bottle. I may be wrong, but um, I, I really don't see them being as dominant as they were. They can still be very good, win the division, but they won't be as dominant. Moving on to the third game I think you should watch this weekend is a primetime game, and it will be on, on your television. The Pittsburgh Steelers go to visit the Denver Broncos, a rematch of last year's AFC wildcard game in the playoffs. Of course, not very many people are talking about that. Most of the, the hype is around the return of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning did not play at all last year, had two neck surgeries, was out for the season, then got cut by the Indianapolis Colts, 
got picked up by the Denver Broncos, and this is his first game, not with the Colts, his first game returning from injury. It's a quite very big deal. But looking past that, this is a really big game in the standings, and it's a very big game for both both squads because th- th- these are two traditional AFC teams that have played each other in, in the playoffs a lot. The Broncos got the better of the Steelers last year, despite what anybody thought going into that game, that the Broncos had no chance with Tim Tebow. And even though Tim Tebow isn't there anymore, the Pittsburgh Steelers definitely want to come out and get revenge against the Broncos. And, and it's going to be a tough road game. Ryan Clark is not going to play. Some a player that didn't play last year, and a lot of fans said that the Steelers really missed him, especially on that last play where uh, Darianus Thomas, I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, ran for an 80-yard touchdown run, uh, stiff-arming Ike Taylor like it was his job. Um, but um, this is a really big game for, for both Peyton Manning and the Steelers. Um, Peyton would love to get off to a good start in his new franchise, but um, the Steelers really, this is a big game for them. This is a game that they should be able to win, even though it's a tough row game, and it's it, it's it's meaningful, it's emotional um, because of last year's loss. So um, my prediction is a close, close game. Uh, Peyton Manning always does well against the Steelers' uh, defense, even though I don't think Peyton Manning is going to be the same Peyton Manning. But I, I think the Steelers are going to pull this out, um, and it's going to be a tough road game. I don't normally pick uh, road teams unless I, it's very off balance, but um, something tells me the Steelers will, will are going to be hungry and are going to ride that emotion um, to victory on Sunday night. The fourth game I want to point out that you guys should all be watching is a Monday night game, the first one of the doubleheader. The Baltimore Ravens are going to host the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's a pretty big game, a big game right off the bat for the standings in the AFC North. Um, it, lots of people are predicting that these are the two teams that are going to be the top two in the AFC North and not the Pittsburgh Steelers, that Baltimore and Cincinnati will finish 1-2. So in terms of which team goes to the playoffs, which team could get that bye or, or that home playoff game, this is a big game right away. And Cincinnati is going into a very hostile Baltimore crowd where um, second-year man Andy Dalton and A.J. Green are going to take on a ferocious Ravens defense. And Joe Flacco, who's coming into his own, oh, I I still think the Ravens have a lot of question marks. No Terrell Suggs, of course. Their offense in the preseason, um, at least in the game that I saw against Detroit, really seemed to sputter. Um, it, it didn't look like you know they'd gain any explosiveness like they had talked about by bringing in Anquan Bolden and Ray Rice is still great. Torrey Smith has promise, but that but Joe Flacco, he's a, he's an, he's an above average quarterback. He played very well in the AFC Championship game, but can he be consistent enough for the Ravens to get all the way to the Super Bowl? And have, can he have a great season all the way through? Is still the question that I have. But that being said, I think the Ravens at home against division rival Bengals. Um, are going to pull out a win. I, I don't think the Bengals are going to be as good this year as they were last year. I still think they'll get eight or nine wins, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Um, and they have, they have a hard time against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and that will continue Monday night. And the fifth game that I'm actually going to point out, which I don't have a 1 o'clock game for our fans out there to watch, 
is one that I don't think a lot of people would think about, but I like the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that game is in New York. It's between two division rivals, of course. I think not many people are predicting these two teams to make the playoffs, but the way the AFC is structured right now and which teams are good and which teams are not, I, I really think um, one of these two teams could make the, the playoffs, and you'll find out which one I think it is in the, our second segment. But this is a big game again right off the bat. Uh, it's a division game. It, it has... It has a great impact on the standings and the tiebreaker for the division. I think it's still the Patriots division, but the Bills, I'll give you a little sneak preview, I think the Bills could really make a run for the playoffs. And if the Jets have any hope for the playoffs, which I know that uh, there's a lot of hype around them all the time to make the playoffs, not they don't look very good, but there's still that hype. If they have any hope of the playoffs, this is a game that they really should get against rival Buffalo. But I am going to go with the Bills. I just think they're a better team right now. The Jets have really struggled on offense in the preseason. They're going to continue to struggle. And um, no matter what quarterback's in there, Sanchez or Tebow, you'll probably see both. You'll probably see that Wildcat, whatever. Um, The Jets' defense is going to have to be awesome, just awesome this year for them to contend. And uh, week one, I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick and Fred Jackson are both healthy again. The offensive line for the Bills are healthy. The Bills added Mario Williams. Um, he, he can definitely cause havoc against that weak Jets offensive line. Uh, the Bills are going to get this W on Sunday. So those are the five games I would watch. Of course, the sixth game, if you're going to watch six games this weekend, would be the San Diego Chargers going to Oakland Raiders. That's the late night game on Monday night. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to win that one. Um, but that would be the sixth game of the weekend. Um, one of the most exciting weeks of NFL action as you're able to watch six games, of course, without a recording device, six games live. Those are the five games I would watch. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with my season predictions. We're back here on Football Nation's Morning Huddle on Wednesday, normally our Monday morning huddle, but we have a special edition for the start of the NFL season. Just going to quickly say that if you want to leave a comment or, or talk to me about football, you can reach me at my Twitter, D-M-H-O-L-C-O-M-B, or email me at D-M-H-O-L-C-O-M-B-06 at gmail.com. Of course, you can always get all of my stories and other great news on Facebook. Search Dave's Football News. So we're going to move on to my season predictions. We ran pretty long in our first segment, so I'm going to try and not make this too long. But starting in the AFC, from di- from uh, division to division, uh, starting in the AFC East, I have the New England Patriots winning that. They've won it several years in a row. I'm not even sure how many, but a lot. They are still the premier team in that division. And they the, the Patriots have a very smart organization, a very smart head coach, obviously in Bill Belichick. They're going to try and re- 
get more balance in that offense. They've realized that the last few years they've really gone pass heavy, really, really pass heavy, and they win in the regular season, but then when it comes around to the playoffs, they can't stop anybody and they can't control the clock. So they've invested in some running backs, um, and they are going to be much better, I think, in the running game and have a better offense, better balanced offense overall, a better offense than last year. And to be honest, they're still the top of the AFC. Um, they're a boring pick, but and I'm not going to pick them for the Super Bowl. But they're still up there, and they're going to win the AFC East. Going to the AFC South, the team that I actually think is going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, the Houston Texans. They are the team in my mind that really sticks out. They had a great defense last year because Wade Phillips turned them around. They lost Mario Williams, but when you look at um, Mario Williams' stats last year, he only played in five games. So actually, Williams didn't really didn't have that much of an effect on um, Houston's defense last year. They had a lot of other great players from other positions, and that defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips, should continue to develop and another year on under with the defense having another year under his belt, they should be even better. And if they can have a healthy Matt job, Andre Johnson, who's already been injured a little bit this year, and Arian Foster, they are the team to beat, in my mind, in the AFC. They are going to win that AFC South, hands down. Nobody in that division, I think, will contend. Um, Tennessee could. Um, the other two, Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Unless Andrew Luck has a stellar, stellar rookie year, I don't see the Colts, and Jacksonville has a long way to go as well. So, Houston in the south. In the north, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, as If anybody saw my story that came out yesterday, I guess you could say, surprise, surprise, that I would pick the Steelers. But um, I, I really think they have something to prove. Um, after last year, uh, they, they were right there at 12-4 and with the Baltimore Ravens last year. Um, and they have a lot of question marks on offense in particular with the new offensive coordinator, Todd Haley. Um, the offensive line, will it? it's very young. Will it be able to protect Ben Roethlisberger? Now they have an injury to, to David DeCastro. Lots of injuries to running backs. But I think Todd Haley is a perfect fit for that offense. He is able to mold any offense or any pieces on offense that he has into a juggernaut, really. And if and if the Steelers have the pieces to pass, which I think they do, then I think the Steelers could pass more than you've seen in the past. But also, I think Todd Haley loves to run. We saw that in Kansas City. And when Mendenhall, Richard Mendenhall, Isaac Redman, and even, even Jonathan Dwyer, they have a young man in Chris Rainey out of Florida, you could see a heavy dose of run as well. And once all these pieces come together, it's not going to happen in September. It might not even happen in October. But the Steelers are going to have a pretty good offense with Todd Haley in that defense. Some people will say it's old, but a lot of the older pieces are gone. They still have Dick LeBeau, and if Troy Polamalu is healthy, then it's going to be near the top of the league. So Steelers in the north. Going out to the AFC West, this is where I differ from last year. I guess the Steelers didn't win the division but made the playoffs. This is my first non-playoff team from 2011, the Kansas City Chiefs. I really like what they have done. They kept Romeo Cornell at head coach. Uh, they're going to bring back all their players that were injured last year. Jamal Charles is going to be back healthy. Matt Castle didn't play at all the whole season last year. Eric Berry is going to be back. This is going to be a really good team. It's a weak division out there in the West. 
Lots of people are on the Broncos. I don't see that happening. Some people are on the Chargers. Eh, maybe. I really like the Chiefs. They still have the most hostile crowd probably in all of the NFL. I really see the Chiefs returning to their 2010 form um, and winning this division with maybe 10, 11 wins. And my two wild cards in the AFC, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they're kind of the default, I guess. You always pick the Steelers or the Ravens as the other wild card who you don't pick to win the division. And my other one, I was even debating up to this moment, and I've changed my mind. I am going to go with the San Diego Chargers. I originally picked the Buffalo Bills, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. I really like the Bills with Jackson and Fitzpatrick, an improved defense. But the Chargers, I've just got a feeling that Phillip Rivers now is going to carry them and get them into the playoffs. Somehow, North Turner is on the hot seat. He still knows how to call plays. He just can't run a team. I think somehow this team will get it together and win nine or ten games and get into get into the playoffs. Um, the the other team that I think it could make it is Buffalo. I don't think the Jets will. I don't think the Bengals will. Um, those are the all the teams I can think of. Or Tennessee. I, I don't think Tennessee will. Those are all the teams I can think of that are in contention in the AFC. Um, so I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go with the Chargers um, with that sixth wild card spot. And, of course, in the, the playoffs, I, I already said, I think Houston will advance to the Super Bowl. Switching to the NFC, we have in the NFC East, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I think a year removed from the hype of the offseason um, with the Dream Team, if Michael Vick can stay healthy, I know that's a very, 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 very big if. I think the Eagles are the best team, the most talented team in that division. They're going to have tough con contention from the Super Bowl champ Giants and the Cowboys and even the Redskins. I think the Redskins are going to be improved, but I think the Eagles will win that division. In the South, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I really like the Atlanta Falcons. I like the improvement or you could say improvement at the offensive coordinator position in Dirk Coeter. He is going to pass a lot more. I think that's what Atlanta needs. This is Matt Ryan's team now. It's not Michael Turner's team anymore. And Matt Ryan is going to has plenty of weapons to throw to. Julio Jones, Roddy White, still have Tony Gonzalez. And when you need to, yeah, go to Michael Turner. It's going to be a really potent offense. And I think because of the turmoil in New Orleans, I think Atlanta will take over that division. In the North, I think it's kind of a given. Maybe not to everybody, but I'm going to pick Green Bay. I have a lot of questions about Green Bay. Can they have a uh, balanced offense? Can they play defense when they need to? But their passing game is so much better than really anybody else's in the NFC that it's hard to not pick them to win this division. They may have a tough time against Detroit or Chicago or even a team like San Francisco that has a good defense, but I think uh, Green Bay will win that division in the North. And out west, like I said before, I think San Francisco will hold on to that with maybe 9 or 10 wins. It's going to be a lot tougher for them. I, I don't think their defense will be as good. I don't think Alex Smith will be as good. I think, to be honest, Randy Moss is going to be a headache, not helpful for Alex Smith. But that division is not quite good enough to compete with the 49ers. It's going to be better, but I just don't see a team with John Skelton or Russell Wilson or the St. Louis Rams, who are, are pretty bad, um, 
I don't see any of those teams rising up and taking a division. It's still San Francisco's. And that moves us to the wild cards, and I'm going to have two more teams that didn't make the playoffs. So far, I've had three, uh, the Chiefs, Chargers, and Eagles. Of course, as you may have heard me say before, five teams every year since 1970 have made the playoffs that didn't the year before. So, by default, these next two teams that I picked have to not have made the playoffs, so... By default, basically, I'm not going to pick the New York Giants, even though they won the Super Bowl. I, I, Against my better judgment, I'm not going to pick them to make the playoffs. I, I think they could, and I know a lot of my New York listeners um, and my New Jersey friends are going to be mad at me, but I'm not going to pick the Giants to make the playoffs. For the five and six seeds, I have the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really like Cam Newton. I don't think he'll have a sophomore slump. I think they have great potential with him and Steve Smith in the passing game. And then, of course, they have still the two-headed monster at running back and Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. I think the Panthers are going to squeak out a playoff spot in that really tough, stacked NFC. And I like the Chicago Bears as a five seed. Um, again, a team that had a lot of injuries last year. Jay Cutler, Matt Forte were out in the middle of November. They're healthy the whole year. They could compete with Green Bay for the division. I think Chicago is a really good team. Um, Their defense is aging a little bit, uh, but they're going to be hungry to try and get back to that Super Bowl that they're in now six years ago. It's hard to believe that was not long ago, but Brian Erlacher would love to get a Super Bowl win. He's going to be hungry. Brandon Marshall addition is going to really help Jay Cutler. Chicago is that fifth seed along with Carolina at six. So those are my predictions. You save them so you can make fun of me later. We'll be right back with the third long segment. Welcome back to this special edition of Monday Morning Huddle on Wednesday. I'm your host, Dave Holcomb. We're going to quickly run through three statements for our fourth and log segment. We're running a little bit short on time. So very quickly, we're going to move into our first statement. Peyton Manning will pass for 4,500 yards in 2012. I am going to punt. I do not think Peyton Manning will get as many yards as he has in the past. He could get 4,000. That's why I made the question 4,500. Um, but I don't think he'll get uh, 4,500, so I'm going to punt that away. Uh, the Broncos could see, experience a little bit of a mix of identity. Um, they could um, pass a lot more with Peyton, but they're traditionally, at least last year they were with John Fox, a running team. So maybe he won't even get 4,000 if they're going to be committed to the run like they were last year. My next question is with the New York Jets. We have to talk about them every week. Will Tim Tebow, or the statement, sorry, not a question. Tim Tebow will be starting by week eight. Grunt. I think he will definitely be starting by week eight. I think it'll be by week four. Um, I think Mark Sanchez is going to struggle. Not necessarily Mark Sanchez is going to struggle, but I think the New York Jets are going to struggle. Mark Sanchez is going to be blamed. Tim Tebow will be the answer. Quite frankly, that's what happened last year in Denver. And to be honest, Denver really turned it around. And maybe the same will happen in New York. Maybe it won't. 
my prediction is it won't, but <laughs> who knew that that was going to happen last year in Denver? So, yeah, um, Tim Tebow, I think, will be that quarterback starter by the middle of the season around week eight. And our last question of the day is back to a quarterback passing yards. Robert Griffin III, the Gatorade, Subway, commercial man, will he throw for 4,000 yards in his rookie season like Cam Newton did? Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit along with everybody else, but I'm going to say yes. I'm going to grunt and say yes. He is going to throw for 4,000 yards. I think this kid is really good. I'm disappointed I wasn't able to get him as on my fantasy team as my backup. To be honest, I think by the end of the year, he's going to be a really good starter in fantasy leagues, just like Cam Newton was. So I think he's going to immediately turn around the Redskins, not to a playoff level, but a much more respectable level. Let Mike Shanahan keep his job. I think he'll get 4,000 yards passing. So that was an abbreviated uh, fourth and long segment, but we spent a lot of time on our other segments today. We'll be right back, and then we'll wrap up today's show. Here on Football Nation's Monday Morning Huddle on Wednesday morning, I'm your host, Dave Holcomb. Don't forget, you can get a hold of me on my Twitter, DMHOLCOMB, or email DMHOLCOMB06 at gmail.com. You can get all of my news and other Football Nation news at the Facebook page, Dave's Football News. I'm going to send out a couple of stories. I haven't referenced any this week, I always do, that you should read or check out on our website, footballnation.com. Mike Luca wrote an article called Drive to Victory, the New York Giants Super Bowl Encore. I suggest you check it out. It's talking about the New York Giants and what they can do to repeat last year's um, Super Bowl performance. Here's another article from Brian Schaffer. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He, In his article, he argues why Aaron Hernandez will be a better fantasy player than Rob Gronkowski. And this article really stuck out to me, not just because I have Aaron Hernandez on my fantasy team, but the reason why I picked Hernandez was really because I thought he had a chance to put up numbers closer to Rob Gronkowski like last year. Um, And Schaefer did a great job of arguing why that could be in this article. So I hope you uh, can check that out, especially if you have a fantasy draft still coming up. And then lastly, by Vince Payne, uh, we talked about the Chicago Bears and their aging defense. He wrote a very good article about the Bears um, with their aging defense and talking about how the time is now for the Bears. They've got those pieces aligned on offense. The defense in is peaking or is peaked at this point, so they really um, could use um, a really great year this year um, because that window as Jerry Jones would say is closing for that Bears defense just a couple of other work you could check out as always check out Tom Poland's uh, articles titled drop back in history I might be getting the name of the article wrong sorry Tom but um, it is something to that effect Um, 
really great stuff from Tom. It comes out once a week. It might be this week in history, a drop back in history. Um, and uh, he he does a fantastic job of research and putting together great information and teaching us younger people on footballnation.com about the history of football and the NFL and football in general. To um, point out a story or two stories that I wrote, um, there is one story that's already up that came up yesterday um, featuring my my first slideshow on footballnation.com. Um, it was with me and 34 pictures with my terrible towel touring Europe. Um, I got to was, I was lucky enough to go on a study abroad program through Syracuse University and um, lived in London for almost four months and traveled around and took my terrible towel and took some pictures and it, that article or the story about it is now posted on Football Nation. You can find it under my name. It might still be available on the home page depending on when you're listening. That's a very very proud story of of mine that I hold very dear to my heart. So. I would really appreciate it if you check it out. And I, what I'm also hoping to write, um, hopefully it's out already as we speak, but I would like to preview week one a little bit more for our readers. And last year I had 10 things to watch out for week one. I'm hoping to write a similar piece, so look out for that coming your way also on footballnation.com. Don't forget you can listen to other podcasts on our website. In particular, Alex Reamer puts out a great one. He comes out on Wednesdays. Um, I guess I'm stealing his thunder a little bit this Wednesday. Sorry, Alex, if you're listening. I didn't mean to butt in on your time. But um, don't forget, if you listen to my podcast, Alex puts out a great one as well. Mine is every Monday. I promise it'll be on Monday from here on out to the end of the season. Monday Morning Huddle every Monday morning will be posted on footballnation.com. And Alex Reamer's FN Today is every Wednesday. That's all I have for today's show. We had a lot of information. Thanks for listening. I'm going to go try to find some peace in my mind.